podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red. As you can tell by my voice, it's not Dave. He is, well, he said he's having a hell of a day, so he asked me to do this, and he's going to do uh, two-footed just before four o'clock, so that should be out on time if you listen to both shows. Uh, but yeah, it's me, it's Guy. Uh, yeah, I usually do these on press conference day, so this might be a fun one, but uh, still getting over Sunday. I mean, that was a miserable... Can we swear on this one? I can't remember if Dave swears on this one. I was a miserable bugger for the last couple of days, but I feel like I'm slightly getting over it, especially with Saturday on the horizon. I mean, yeah, it's, it's almost Champions League time. And, well, we had similar feeling in the 18-19 season, didn't we? That Leicester game, I think everyone was down then, and by the time we were uh, lifting the trophy in Madrid, I think everyone forgot about the Premier League. So let's hope for similar situation here. Um... But yeah, finally gone over it. But I don't, I'm not sure what to talk about here, so I've just gone on a, a news now and had a look at some topics to talk about. Hopefully, get at least 15 minutes out of it. But see if I can go. See if I can do what Dave does. Um, but yeah, there's not loads of news. Probably just the transfer speculation. But um, let's start off with some stuff Van Dyke's been talking about. I think he's been doing some pre-Champions uh, League final stuff. Uh, talking to Rio Ferdinand, and he's given his top five um, centre-backs in Premier League history. And, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I bet Dave's glad he's not doing this one, because I think some of these picks would possibly annoy him, listening to one of the shows, how he rates people like Ricardo Cavallo and stuff like that. But um, his first pick is is Rio Ferdinand as the number one spot. I, people who similar my age, I'm 28 now, uh, would have would have grown up with, with the Rios, the Terrys, Vidic, um, Cavalio to give him his dues as well. Um, but yeah, Rio is probably he's probably the most from remembering watching him because I was still half watching football. I love football, but I wasn't watching as religiously as I do now. But he was almost the modern centre back with like a classic twist because he could play the high line. He was obviously fast and stuff like that. I think. Van Dijk himself said um, they do a lot less tackling now where Rio and Vidic and Co used to tackle the ball a lot. So you see the progression in football there. But um, yeah, Rio's is number one. Number two, he had Vincent Company, who, yeah, I think before Van Dijk, he, he was the one who was probably carrying the torch of the the great modern centre-back, I think it was fair. So especially in the, in the Premier League, especially. Um, but yeah, Company... Injuries aside, I think he was City's most important player for a long while because, well, everyone remembers what City used to have at centre-back. Otomendi, Di Michaelis, oh God. Um, 
<laughs> Mangala, Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably a lot better for them now. They've got Diaz, Laporte, John Stones, etc. Even Nifanaki is probably better than some of them. Um, but yeah, Vincent Company seemed like a likable chap as well when, once you see him doing his pundit work. Yeah, so number two for him. And da, 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 number three, who's he gone with here? Uh, Yapstam, yeah, a, a bit before my time. Probably I saw more of him at Milan just in the Champions League final than I did of him at United. Um, but yeah, Yapstam, I think everyone who's seen him talks about him as probably one of the more underrated players in Premier League history because he was only there for, I think he was only there for a couple of years, may have even been a, um, shorter than that, but obviously fell out with Fergie. Um, but yeah, Yapstam known as one of the best centre backs of all time, and yeah, no no surprises a fellow Dutchman as he says in this that he's uh, he's repping him. Uh, number four, John Terry, longevity, leadership, all that jazz. Um, just yeah, it, it, these lists are there. You expect John Terry to be on there. It would have been interesting to see if he did come through in this era, cause. I suppose Chelsea do still kind of play deeper than the more modern teams, but would John Terry been able to play for a Jurgen Klopp system or a Pep Guardiola system? It would have been interesting to see, but he was never really known for his pace, but maybe in his younger days he was, and I didn't really... Well, I was only focused... Arsenal, United were the ones that you, you kind of focused on more back then. Um, obviously Liverpool for us, if we're Liverpool fans, doy. Um... Uh, and he's put Sammy Hippie a fifth, which uh, it might be just one for the Liverpool fans there, but Sammy was obviously brilliant. Um, people do rate him above Carragher in Liverpool fandom, or from what I've seen, but Carragher had the longevity and being uh, scouts, obviously. So it, it is interesting I put Hippie there, but he did play it with, I think it's Willem Twee rather than Willem Two, if you're a bit of a uh, an idiot like me, but... Um, yeah, maybe seen more more of Hippier than than uh, other Liverpool centre backs, but yeah, Hippier, one of the better players. I mean, hero in Istanbul, one one of our heroes growing up as a kid. Um, so yeah, an interesting list there. I don't think you can really disagree too much with them. Uh, it's interesting where Van Dijk would be on this list, though. I mean, it it's difficult to say because Van Dijk really hasn't had. The longevity of a Rio or a or a um, John Terry, but he is just the complete package, isn't he? He's fast. He can tackle when when he wants to. He he's faster than all of these. I'd I'd say what he, he we know he doesn't like running. He's I think he's six four. One of the best players in the air in the world. Obviously, I don't think he ever really comes up against the classic strikers like from the nineties and early in two thousands and stuff like that. So it might be slightly easier challenge in the air, but when you compare all his attributes, I think it's fair to say he's he's like a combination of of a few of these. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to compare with the different eras of defending with the, the low block and stuff like that. But Van Dijk in a low block makes his job easier, if anything. So. Longevity aside, I think Van Dyke, if he does stay at Liverpool and doesn't get any more injuries, touch wood, um, I think he'll be on these lists quite consistently when asking future players. But yeah, all the attributes, win some more cups with Liverpool, stand with Saturday hopefully, and, and people will be talking about him fairly because at the min, it is just about getting more success. But he was brilliant at Southampton as well. Can't forget about that. But since coming to Liverpool, 
just just look at the transformation he's had on players. I mean, we got to a Champions League final with Lovren, who, yeah, Lovren. Matip's now become one of the top, let's say, four centre-backs in the league for me. Um, top five, if you be a bit more open. And he, he was once seen as a alright centre-back at Liverpool. Maybe the better of the two, but never really... I don't think many people thought maybe long term he would have been what he is, but he's now he's brilliant. Joe Gomez and him having a historic season a few years ago. So yeah, just look at the impact Van Dyke's had on players around him. It, it it it's it's just scary the impact he has just by his brilliance, really. Um so yeah, that's an interesting list. I mean if you have obviously feedback, let us know on Discord and and, and stuff like that if you're uh, if you've got anything, any lists for us. Um, Carrig has been talking about um Tiago's fitness, and he and he's heard it's fifty fifty, and he says if he says it probably rightly, if you're fifty fifty, you should be good enough to start good, well enough to start the the Champions League final. It's the pinnacle of club football, if not football in general. Um, so yeah, hopefully, what Carrig has heard there is right, but I can't remember who made the point on Twitter. I think it might be in Taintless Red. I'm sure loads of you follow him. It, if it was a more who was 50-50 or any of the forwards, because they're all made out of steel, Van Dyke steel, um, etc. I don't think they'd be even question whether they'd play. But Thiago, we've, we've seen going into finals with half-foot players. I mean, let's look at our last Champions League final. Harry Kane was the story there. And he was dreadful, but Bobby got rushed back as well, and he was equally as dreadful. So, rushing back half-fit players to start games, especially when you're coming up against Real Madrid rather than a Spurs team, it's much more of a risk. So, he should definitely be there for the bench, but do you risk him from the start? We might have to, considering Fabinho might be not fully fit as well. It's going to be a tough one for Klopp, but if we go for Benio Henderson Cater to start, I don't think that's the worst. Um, but it's going to be the midfield's going to be an issue. But once Klopp does his pre-match press conference, I'm presuming Friday, Thursday or Friday, we'll know a bit more hopefully. Um, but yeah, hopefully Thiago's in the squad because the midfield, however much you rate them, you'd rather Thiago coming on instead of James Milner or Curtis Jones, etc. So yeah, hopefully he's there. Or at least fit enough to be on the bench, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's going to be tight, I think. Um, Rio was mentioned, or Rio Ferdinand. I don't know why I call him Rio, like he's my mate. But Rio Ferdinand was he was discussing the Premier League next season. This seems very premature because we we only really know one signing, and that's Erling Haaland for Man City. But he's talking about next season as in Man City will be the favourites. And they probably are because, what, what is it, four out of five titles and they want to go for the three-peat. But he, do, he does big up Klopp's job and how he's taken over and he's comparing it to Eric Ten Hag. Um, what Ten Hag needs to do now. It, it's going to be tough for Ten Hag because Klopp... I think Klopp came into Liverpool and the squad was worse than what Man United is now. Because they still have Ronaldo, regardless of what he is. He was probably better than Sturridge and Origi. Um, 
them two probably more willing to learn and listen to Jurgen Klopp than whoever coming in, let's be honest. But there is talent in that squad. But I think the real issue with uh, with United, is, we've seen it in the last couple of days with all these news leaks. and Just leaks coming out of everywhere. Factions in, 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 in training and infighting and stuff like that. I don't remember that happening at Liverpool. I think as soon as Brendan Rodgers went, he he briefed a bit. We we all remember the um, what was it? Stats people sat in air conditioned office pieces and stuff like that, and that that got proved how stupid the pre previous regime was. Um, but outside of that, I think as soon as Klopp came and you didn't really hear anything. We obviously kind of had the press a bit more of an arm's length than we did with Brendan, and I think that's kind of. Work it obviously worked for us because, well, look, it's basically Paul Joyce and Bus. That's all everyone who gets information now. I mean, Ornstein's getting a bit more nowadays, but yeah, it's a it's a strange one with our relationship with the press. But yeah, Ten Hag, I think he's in for a much harder job, and I think United fans probably a bit more demanding because we obviously went we were new had new owners. We were willing to let them learn tight on the job type thing. We had the transfer committee, which obviously got labelled and then yada yada, but then still took place in the Klopp era. So yeah, I think we were much more patient than FSG, whereas they've got the Glazers. They spend money but spend it stupidly. They've got Harry Maguire issues, Ronaldo issues. Yeah, so I think their job's going to be much bigger. But um. On this topic, I mean, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Tuchel, like Thomas Tuchel, who say, said it'll be a five-race horse race for the league next season. I think we hear this every year. It it always turns into a two-horse race, and sometimes it doesn't even turn into a two-horse race. Like, Man City favourites, understandably, If even if we drop off a little bit, we'd still be miles clear of Chelsea, I think. Because they're going to have to rebuild a whole, whole defence, um, midfield's ageing. The attack's been, well, let's be honest, crap this season for them. So, uh, five horses? What the hell's that about? I mean, Man United will be a mess, let's be honest. Like, if Ten Hag gets them in a title race, best manager in history, I reckon, there. And I think he mentioned Spurs as well. Like, I love Antonio Conte more than most, but... It's Spurs. Like, they've got a really good front three. Romero seems good, but they're still playing Ben Davies and Eric Dyer at centre-back. Hugo Lloris is crazy. He's either really good or dreadful. There's literally no middle ground with that bloke. The midfield's meh. The Emerson Royale at right-back. You know, it, it'll be a two-horse two race at best. And if Chelsea can somehow figure, figure their stuff out, maybe three, but... When was the last time we saw a free horse race? Maybe 13, 14, then Arsenal fell off before the the end of the season. I think they led the league the most that season. Um yeah. So and that ended up being a two horse race between us us and um City. And I think even Chelsea finished third that season, so Arsenal fell off loads. Um But yeah. Five horse race, it's just never gonna it's never gonna happen. Never ever gonna happen. Um Now, this is an interesting one. It's the links from Sadio Mane to... Well, it has been PSG and Bayern. But 
with the Mbappe stuff happening, I think it will just be Bayern who are interested. Now, I was discussing this on WhatsApp with a few bits of mine, and the rumoured fee is 50-odd mil, and that just seems really low. I know he's on the last year of his deal, but Hazard went for double that. I think more than double that a few years ago. I know we've had COVID and stuff since then. But 50-odd mil, I think it was 16 goals he scored this season, I think this piece is saying. That's just in the Premier League. 50, 16 times in the Premier League, I'm not sure what it is overall. But 16 goals in the Premier League for a bloke who, let's be honest, the first third of the season just couldn't shoot at all. And he's learning a new role. 50 mil seems low. But I was discussing whether we could replace Sadio Mane for 50 mil. If it was Sadio Mane of 19-20, I think that would be almost an impossibility. But if it was if it was Sadio Mane of 19-20, he'd be going for 150 mil because he was probably the best player, uh, top three player in the world then. Certainly best player in the league. Um, but this season, left wing, he's kind of dropped off a bit. I think that's fair to say. But he has been good in this central role. But I still think we missed something there. Like, he's been brilliant in front of goal, but the other stuff there... And this just might be fatigue, because he's played as much as Salah has. I think slightly less, because Salah had to play 120 minutes a few more times. Um, But they may both just be knackered. When we come up against them horridly low-block teams, I still think we miss someone a bit Bobby-ish. And I think Salah's missed Bobby a bit. But to be fair, Salah's best part of the season was when Jota was playing as a centre-forward, so maybe that's just fatigue as well. But if we could get 60 to 70 for Mane, we kind of have to sell to buy. We know the FSG way now, don't we? It's sell to buy. Mm. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. You don't want to be rebuilding the team because we just had 90 plus uh, 90 point season. And if we do that again, there is a good chance we'll win the league. If you get above 90 points, you can't complain if you don't win the league. But Salah's... 30-odd, I think. Man is 30-odd. Bobby's, I think he's a smidge older. And they're all in the last year of the contract going into the next night. I think we have to sell at least one, maybe two of them. And we know Moe's had the highest level out of the three this season. And he doesn't have to go at the World Cup. It's just, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but... If we had to, repl- to if we had any team in the world to replace a player as important as Sadio Mane, I think it would be Liverpool. I mean, look look at the success. Diaz. Like, he was good in Portugal, but just look at the impact he's had since January. It's like, no one has solely put him in and turn around in the season, but just re-energised the team. Um look at the impact Canate made. I know he had a boo he made a boo-boo at the uh, at the weekend, but He's basically been perfect all season. Our signings just simply don't feel like even our ones that are questionable. Naby Keita, everyone sees the talent. It's been the fitness that's let him down. Um, it's Ox as well. We all remember first season Ox. He was really good. Injuries again. But we, we really don't miss on, on, on transfers. I've, I'm I'm not Dave. I don't have the, the catalogue of names I could go into, but... Uh, yeah, if we do sell Mane, I, I have full confidence we'd be able to replace 
16 Premier League goals, I think that's the easy bit to find almost. It's just someone who's as important as as Mane has been for this long. But yeah, it'll be, uh, be interesting in the, in the summer. But it will be transfer heavy this year because that's the only news that comes out until the Champions League, I think. But uh, uh, we have one more transfer news before I, I'll, I'll, I'll go on. I've kind of rambled a bit here, my bad, but I'm not used to doing this. Um, if this will load for alternative names to Chouameni because he has been linked to Real Madrid and he was long linked to Real Madrid but seemingly their focus was on Mbappe that fell through now it's back on Chouameni because you know striker becomes a defensive midfielder somehow um but yeah four alternatives this is by the express so eh. Jude Bellingham yeah pick that one out um Jude Bellingham he'll, he'll probably cost over 100 mil I can't see us going in for the this season the former Blues midfielder won't come cheap, however, the fee in the region of €83 million, pounds, €100 million. Euros. So, yeah, I don't think that'll be one for us till that goes down a smidgen, because I think we've only spent over 60 what twice with Alisson and Van Dijk, so I don't see that. Uh, Ibrahim Sangar from PSV. I, I've heard the name. I've heard a lot of podcast people talk about him, how he's very good. Um, I think he's more of a defensive midfielder. I know Chua many is, but people say he's a lot more versatile. Maybe Sangar is, but none of these names seem to be similar because Bellingham, again, I haven't watched loads of him, but box to box, Sangar DM. Um, who else we got in this? If my computer won't implode. Mateus Nunes, um, I think he's sporting. Again, I think that's a DM. I think I've seen him linked with City. Um, I think I've seen him linked with United as well. I might be wrong in that, but yeah. I can't really talk about him too much. Fabio Vieira, he's been linked recently from Porto. Again, it, I think he's more of an attacking player. Seven goals, grabbing 16 assists. Yeah, he doesn't really compare to the other names. Um, But we did see Klopp go with more of an attacking midfield in the early part of the season with, with Elliot there. Um, Henderson obviously played quite a bit higher in the first half of the season as well whilst playing that role Um, yeah it's obviously not the biggest and best source but any of them names I'm not familiar with them we got Jude Bellingham it'd be great (laughs) I don't think we'll pay that price though Um, but yeah it'll it'll be certainly interesting to see who we do buy uh, I'll finish up with AI stuff. We've released a Scouser Tommies, which I need to go tweet now, which I've been lazy not doing. Um, and we have an AI scouted today at about four, I think. That'll be live on Discord if you're listening to this beforehand. Uh, I'm not sure when the UP lads are scheduled for, but that'll be on Discord at some point. That might be tonight. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're doing one as a final day thing and, and the Champions League, but I guess they'll be separate. Who knows at this stage? Uh, we've got Molby either Wednesday or Thursday. That's obviously just on Skype, so that won't be live. Um, and I'm not sure what else is scheduled, but there will be stuff ahead of the, the Champions League, obviously. But uh, yeah, scouted today, and I'm sure there'll be other stuff today as well. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. I apologise, it's not Dave. Hopefully I've not been too rambly, but... I got the topics in there and I've gone longer than I ever expected. But thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. 
and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.